Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Ready, Set, Podcast. And here's your host, me, Joe Persinger. Ready, Set, Podcast. I'm back, baby. I'm Joe Persinger, and I'm the most consistent and pragmatic motherfucker out there. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, before we get to our uh, what is that? Our third part of our general election series here. Did Trump win the election? Short answer: No. Uh, but first, before we get into all that, just you know the usual: Facebook page, give us a like and a follow. YouTube page, like and a follow. Spreaker, like and a follow. Apple Podcasts, please uh, give us a five-star review and a beautiful, well-worded review rating. I might have screwed all that up, but I think you guys know what I'm saying. All right, so today we're going to jump into part three of our general election coverage here. The giant Trump in the room. I think I'm going to actually name the episode that. Um, Yeah, so we're going to jump into that and probably get out of here in about 20 minutes or so. So let's do it. This is your one-stop shop, current events, and politics podcast. If society's a joke, then we're just here for the first set. Are you ready, nubs? Are you ready? Set. Podcast. All right, so last week we asked the question, and we answered it too, by uh, addressing the giant Trump in the room. Did he win the election? And the short answer is no. But, you know, this is definitely not a zero-sum game. Everyone knows politics and sports definitely have a similarity in the way people follow them and root for their team. The difference being is, you know, politics doesn't really have a final score at the end of the day. Sure, the general election does, but the game doesn't end there. You know, I mean, politics is basically a game without any innings, a game without a quarter in which to quantify time. It just keeps going. There's no end in sight. I mean, you could say that maybe, you know, when diplomacy ends and war begins, the end starts to become visible, but we're not there, and hopefully we never will be. So what we have is, you know, um, quite a situation here with Trump... Losing and suing, as we said, he's definitely a litigious fuck. There's quite a few problems here with the election, and I'm almost feeling like I should just go off on a rant here, but I'm going to try to stick to the to the script. One of the problems with this election versus four years ago is mail-in balloting due to the pandemic. And, you know, to just right off the top of my head to say... Why some people find this problematic is a a quote from Rahm Emanuel, I believe it was, uh, a Democrat, who said, never let a good crisis go to waste. The Democrats really jumped on that philosophy this year by basically saying, we need mail-in balloting. There's other states that have it, which is true. They do. I think Washington, a mail-in balloting voting system. 
But it also, whichever state it is, I want to say it's Washington, but I might need to be fact-checked there. It would be nice if I had a producer who could do that to me in real time, but I don't. I need to keep this bitch going. So, but regardless of whichever state it is, I believe they spent five years implementing that mail-in system where you have states like California, the most populous state in the country, is just willy-nilly. Oh, wait, no, I think they've had it for a while. It's states like Pennsylvania, uh, it's Wisconsin, there's states like that that just implemented it five months going into the election. And again, it's a little problematic. And I don't understand why we're doing mail-in balloting. I mean, at the time, it kind of made sense, but it really didn't, if you think about it. You know, this wasn't March when all hell was breaking loose when it came to coronavirus. We were about the summer. At that point, you know, I don't know if it was the summer. Whenever it was, it was definitely a few months later. But it was pretty obvious that if you could go to the store and buy groceries, if you could go to the gas station and get gas, why do you need a mail-in ballot? I mean, you could go to the polls. Oh, but the lines, this, that. I mean, you could social distance. It's obviously possible to do. And if you can shop at Walmart, you can vote. You can go and vote at your local polling station. If you're too lazy to get off your couch to early vote, to, you know, if they had a two-week period where you could go and early vote, and those weren't, I mean, the one that I went to here locally, it wasn't crowded. There wasn't even a line. And, you know, if you can't even do that, if you can't get off your ass to go vote on election day, I mean, bear with me here, but maybe you shouldn't participate. I know. It's a very, very rebellious and and progressive thing I'm saying there. It's crazy, huh? If you don't want to leave your house, maybe you shouldn't be involved in participating in the election. I mean, it's kind of crazy and radical, I know. This Amazonification of our society is mind-boggling. You're picking the leader of the free world, not a pair of sunglasses! So select states opt into a mail-in system. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, Washington, which I'm not sure, I should probably check myself there, but whatever. State X, we'll call it. I'm not even going to say that. I'm trying to be funny. It's probably not really working here. But, you know, various states have a mail-in system, but they took multiple years to implement it. And if you're in the camp of, you know, nothing to see here, folks, you're compliant in the slow murder of democracy and fair elections. And that's, I have to say, is kind of a shot at everyone who four years ago were screaming about Russian collusion and everything. And here, you know, now that we have this unprecedented election with mail-in balloting, which, you know, is just the government just sending your an unsecured ballot to your house and then it being sent back to them to a polling uh, collecting box whatever in an unsecured fashion like if you're okay with that something is wrong and going back to what i was trying to say is that that's a little bit problematic with a, a big election like this and if you're gonna sit here and say well you know what i got the outcome that i desired and I'm not even curious whatsoever, you're, you're compliant in the death of fair elections and democracy. You know, four years ago, everyone who voted for Trump was like, yeah, let's see it. I don't agree with a two-year investigation, a special investigation with a former FBI leader, Robert Mueller. Russia, 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 collusion. They, you know, Russia hacked our systems. We need to look into this. We need to look into Russian collusion. There's impeachment. I mean, the list goes on. 
But, you know, now we implement something that's never been done in our election system and there's nothing to see here, folks. I mean, do you really believe Joe Biden would naturally receive 10 million more votes than Barack Obama? I mean, think about that. Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama. Now, again, this is very anecdotal. I'm not trying to say we need this, you know, turn this election over and redo it. It just is hilarious to me, the hypocrisy that we're seeing. Four years ago, Russian collusion, Russia hacked the elections, this, that, the other. There was no mail-in balloting going on four years ago. But now we have that, and it's just like nothing to see here. No, no, no. He won it fair and square. Okay. Okay. So some of these blue wall states, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, you know, acted a little shady during the ballot counting process. Again, anecdotal. There are affidavits. Affidavits are evidence. So this whole there's no evidence is just a talking point from the media and the Democrats. Oops, my fault. That was redundant. The evidence is there. There's just, you know, this problem, this small problem. It's impossible, impossible to prove widespread voter fraud. I mean, we'll never know the true scope or even the inverse of how widespread this rigged election took place. I mean, to... Was it a rigged election? Yes and no. Yes, because the mail-in balloting system puts this cloud of uncertainty over the top. We don't have mail-in ballots usually. We do have them, but those states have spent time implementing a system for those. Some of these states just on a willy-nilly ram these laws through or these voting laws through. And I don't even know if some of them did it in a constitutional fashion. So you have this cloud of uncertainty hanging over the election. So we're not going to really know the true scope of voter fraud, you know, in uh, how bad the voter fraud was. Maybe it was just a few bad apples. Is it a, was it a national scheme? Was it you know, four or five states that, you know, knew that they needed to go for Biden? We don't know. I don't think we ever are going to really know. It's just extremely weird that states would implement a mail-in voting system, and oddly enough, you have a state like Georgia that flips blue. Weird. It's almost as if they were targeting the state. Is Atlanta... I mean, I don't know the numbers and the demographics of Georgia. It's really weird to see a state that was originally, you know, a Democrat state back when, you know, the Ku Klux Klan was a thing. And it's come full circle. It's just weird. The year they happened to implement this mail-in voting system, Georgia flips blue. Can't explain that one. But what about Arizona? Well, I don't think that's going to fall in the same category. As someone who was a former resident of that state, someone who had been visiting that state throughout the late 90s, a friend of mine told me they, ha they have a thing out there. Well, actually, he's a friend of the podcast. He was on the podcast earlier in April. Uh, that would be B money. And he was telling me back in the day that, you know, Arizona has this thing called sunshine dollars. And that, that was basically, if I'm remembering correctly, it was the cost, what he was, sunshine dollars is the cost of difference of living between California and Arizona, between top prop, and we're talking the late 90s. So it wasn't as nearly as bad as it was now, but we're talking about the property tax difference, you know, the, 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 the wages, the cost of living, essentially, because in Arizona, cost of living was very, was extremely cheap 
compared to Arizona, even more so now. So in what, the 22 years that that this conversation took place, I can tell you a lot of people from California are moving into Arizona. Again, I, I mean, I know it. I, I watched it with my own eyes. I'm watching it here in Florida now as everyone from the mid-Atlantic is fucking moving here. And they're already starting to complain about traffic and Disney's not even at 100%. Well, guess what, you fuck? Just you wait. You're going to really regret moving down here soon. Wait until Disney's at 100%. You're going to be spending your Tuesday afternoon at front of Disney in traffic. And you're really going to be missing New York. Alright, where the fuck was I? <laughs> so yeah, Arizona is basically it, it's a purple state now. You know, everyone from California is moving to, to Arizona. And they're bringing their politics with them. Which, hope to God, that does not happen here in Florida. So for the last 22 years, and probably more than that, that state, Arizona, has been invaded by California, and it's being taken over politically. I mean, I remember when Kristen Sinema was just a state senator there. I didn't know she was such a whack job. Just She won an election. Uh, I think that was two years ago, and she beat Martha McSally, and that was quite the surprise. And to see people sit there and say that Arizona was called too early, it's it's actually a red state. I I have some very bad news for you folks. And if you are not happy living in a blue state, please come to Florida or move to Texas cuz your state might be long gone to the Californians. I bet a lot more move there this year, especially Californians move there this year. I mean, look at I, and off the top of my head, I don't know where Arizona stands as far as um what they're doing as far as coronavirus regulations, I know they have a Republican governor, but I don't think they're as wide open as our state, but they're definitely more open than um, California, and it's an easy move from California to Arizona, and I believe the sales tax there is way less. Now, like I said earlier, ugh, excuse me, everyone knows Trump has a litigious way of doing things. So the question becomes... Will the Supreme Court of the United States save the Trump train from falling off the tracks? And we're going to break that down in our next episode. I actually kept it under 15 minutes this week. Well, probably a little bit over after I do all the closing stuff. So, yeah, that, that's where we're at. You know, we have this mail-in system that – this mail-in voting system that was rammed through by these uh, few states – I don't know why they think this is a good reason, and it's almost as if you know they were okay with this election not being on the up and up. But anyway, we'll leave it right there. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, you know the drill: Facebook, Ready Said Podcast, Facebook page, YouTube, Facebook page, like, follow, smash those buttons. Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, Gary, give me that five-star rating. This is your one-stop shop, current events and politics podcast. If society's a joke, then we're just here for the first set. I'm Joe Persinger, and I'm the most consistent and pragmatic libertarian motherfucker out there. All right, you fucks. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Ready, Set Podcast. Check us out next week, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter, and look for us on our YouTube channel. Ready, set, podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch- 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.